Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon and Deuteronomy chapter 7. This is a great chapter, man. I love this one so much. There's some heaviness here, but man, there's some there's beautiful stuff here. I, I can't wait to get to a certain part of this. I wish there was a way, like if we were doing this in person together, I'd love to just read a part of this and then just pause because it's just so good. And if I were to give this entire chapter a title, it would be just because. I <laughs> Just because. I, I love it so very much. And so we're going to get into that in just a moment. As always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like this video. If you're watching on YouTube, you share the video, you comment, you subscribe. Podcast listeners, you're my favorites. <laughs> I want to make sure you know that when you give us a five-star review, leave us a comment. It really does help. And I've noticed a couple of you have done that. I've got about five of you that have left a five-star review. I'd love for a few more of you to do it. I have no idea how that kind of stuff works, but it really does help people kind of get the word out there to know that, man, we're reading the Bible every day and just... Man, the more we dig, the more we find. And this chapter is one of those. Because if you ever asked yourself the question, why Israel? Why is God going through all of this for Israel, for Abraham? Why? Why, <laughs> why is he doing this? You know, and we're about to find out exactly why. But I want to also start off with this idea with catching us up. But then here's the thing of why is God so uh, interested in the destruction of the people that live in Canaan? Have you noticed that? When God keeps saying, I want you to go through here and I want you to completely decimate these people, like destroy everything. And especially when we get to the book of Joshua, we're going to figure out what that actually means. It doesn't necessarily mean annihilate every single person. There's some some wordplay going on here, but but definitely they're, they're not going to be nice to them. So I'm going to tell you about that. But first, let me catch you up. This is the book of Deuteronomy is a Greek word that means second law. And so what Moses is doing is the original nation that got out of Egyptian bondage, was liberated, saw God on Mount Sinai. All of them have died off. So this is the second generation. They weren't there to literally see the presence of God. And so Moses is reinvesting those stories into the new generation because he's about to die and they're about to go into the promised land. And one of the greatest leaders in the history of the world is saying I can't go with you, but I can cheer you on to success. And I, I hope for you every day as we read these that you can also hear how he is cheering all of us on as well. I can't live in your time, but if you'll do the things that that God told me and now I'm telling you, man, it's going to work out for you because we may not be trying to get ready to conquer Canaan, but we do go into our world every single day and try to conquer things and, and navigate through things. And if we stay close to God's word, man, the same blessings that happen to the nation of Israel can happen to us as well. And so that's what he's doing. And we just finished up at the end of chapter five, the first sermon of Moses, and it was basically a catch up. You know, this is how we got here. And now we're in the second sermon and one chapter, he was talking about the foundation, relaying the foundation, and he told them the story of when God came down on Mount Sinai and gave them the covenant, the Ten Commandments. And then chapter 6, he talked about, we have to add with those, those wonderful commandments our commitment. 
We have to commit to love the Lord our God, all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our strength. It's the cheat code. It's what Jesus used in the New Testament when he said, hey, you want to know the secret to all of it? Love God with everything you got. And then he uses a verse from Leviticus about loving our neighbor as ourself. Well, now as, he, as Moses goes into chapter 7, he's going to talk about, as you are going, you have this wonderful privilege of doing it with God. And now he's also going to talk about how as you go, I want to make sure you understand, you're going to be destroying these folks. Now, here, here's the reason why. For 400 years, these nations have been, especially as archaeologists and different ones have ratified this, we know that they have been doing all sorts of evil paganistic practices of human sacrifice, child sacrifice, worshiping this god called Molech, which was a, a big bull type of god. And what they would do is, is the, the idol Molech would have this empty space on the inside of it. And what they would do is they would create a fire under it that would heat up this metal. And then they would put their babies into Molech's belly and burn them alive. And they would play the music around it as loudly as you could so that you couldn't hear the babies as they were burning alive in worship to this Molech. So this is happening for years and years and years until finally God is saying, no more. It's time for justice. It's time to have this. So, so don't feel too bad for all of these, these ites. Remember, ites are people groups. So it says, when it's going to say Gergeshites and Amorites, it's going to be like, that's the people of the Gergenites are the, the Gergens, or the Amorites are the people of Amron, you know. And so all these people, these are paganistic worshipers of, of the, a lot of human sacrifice going on. And so God's like, I've had enough, and I'm going to use my people to bring justice to you. And so that's what you know, we're going to jump into, and he's going to talk about this. And I love we'll get to verse 7, but let's start with verse 1, all right? So if you got your NLT Bibles open with me, let's jump into this together. And it says, When the Lord your God brings you into the land you're about to enter and occupy, he will clear away many nations ahead of you, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. These seven nations are greater and more numerous than you. And when the Lord your God hands these nations over to you, and you are to conquer them, and you must completely destroy them, make no treaties with them, and show them no mercy. You must not intermarry with them, and do not let your daughters and sons marry their sons and daughters, for they will lead your children away from me to worship the other gods. Then the anger of the Lord will burn against you, and he will just quickly destroy you. This is what you must do. You must break down their pagan altars and shatter their sacred pillars, cut down their Asherah poles and burn their idols. For you are a holy people and you belong to the Lord your God and all the people on earth. The Lord your God has chosen you to be his own special treasure. Now here it is. I love this. Here's the answer to the question, why the Israelites? What was so special about them that God chose them? Here we go. Verse 7. The Lord did not set his heart on you and choose you because you are more numerous than other nations, for you were the smallest of all nations. Rather, it was simply that the Lord loves you. Isn't that amazing? Why did God choose them? Because he loves them. Here we go. And he was keeping an oath to what he had sworn to your ancestors. That is why the Lord rescued you with such strong hand from the slavery and from the oppressive hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is the faithful God 
who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes, <clears throat> lavishes his unfaithful love on those who love him and obey his commands. But he does not hesitate to punish and destroy those who reject him. Therefore, you must obey these commands, decrees, and regulations I am giving you today. If you listen to these regulations and faithfully obey them, the Lord your God will keep his covenant of unfailing love with you, as he promised with an oath to your ancestors. He will love you and bless you and give you many children. He will give fertility to your land and your animals. When you arrive in the land he swore to give your ancestors, you will have large harvests of grain, new wine and olive oil, and great herds of cattle, sheep, and goats. You will be blessed above all the nations of the earth. None of your men or women will be childless, and all your livestock will bear young. And the Lord will protect you from all sicknesses. And you will not, he will not let you suffer from the terrible diseases you knew in Egypt, but he will inflict them on your enemies. You must destroy all the nations the Lord your God hands over to you. Show them no mercy and do not worship their gods or they will trap you. Perhaps you will think to yourselves, how can we ever conquer these nations that are so much more powerful than we are? But don't be afraid of them. Notice how many times Moses says that over and over and over. Don't be afraid of them. Just remember what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all the land of Egypt. Remember the great terrors that the Lord your God sent against them. You saw it all with your own eyes. And remember the miraculous wonders and the strong hand and powerful arm which you brought out of Egypt. The Lord your God will use the same power against all the people you fear. Then the Lord your God will send terror to drive out the few survivors still hiding from you. No, do not be afraid of those nations, for the Lord your God is among you, and he is a great and awesome God. The Lord your God will drive out those nations out ahead of you little by little. You do not clear uh, you will not clear them out all at once. Otherwise, the wild animals would multiply too quickly for you. But the Lord your God will ha- <clears throat> hand them over to you. He will throw them into complete confusion until they are destroyed. And he will put their kings in your power and you will erase their names from the face of the earth. And no one will be able to stand against you, and you will destroy them all. But you must burn their idols with fire, and you must not covet the silver or gold that covers them. You must not take it, or you will become a trap to you, or they will become a trap to you. For it is detestable to the Lord your God. Do not bring any detestable objects into your home, for then you will be destroyed, just like them. You must utterly detest such things, for they are set apart for destruction. So, wow. Isn't that amazing? That he tells him over and over again to not be afraid. Just remember what God has done. And when you remember what he has done, this is nothing compared to that. I want to say this last thing before we end. Notice how he says, I'm not going to give them all over to you in a moment, but I'm going to drive them out slowly. So as you take over, They will slowly come out, not because they're more powerful than you, but because if I got rid of them all at one time, then what would happen is the wild animals would come and it would overgrow. So as you grow, your enemies will grow weaker. And can I tell you, I've seen that so many times in the lives of believers when they first give their lives to Christ 
I got 99 issues, right? <laughs> and as we just got through talking about the book of John, we got 99 issues, but Jesus ain't one. They got 99 issues. And what God will do many times is he will get rid of a lot of those issues right away. But let's say they still got 60 issues. Well, you know what God will do is he will slowly start growing that person. And as he slowly starts growing them, as they grow, their issues will start to go away. The, the, the hangups, the addictions, the different things, as long as they continue to grow in the Lord, then these other things will start to go away. And I don't always know that why that is. I, it's not it's not this issue like like the the you know the the animals are not going to take over but I've seen it though over and over again that's why I've, I've told people because of what I've seen in my own life someone will get mad because you know so uh, a fellow believer is you know they're working on one area of their life but there's other glaring issue they're dealing with and a, and a fellow believer will come up and be like man I can't get over what they're doing over here and what's going on over there and I'll be like hey I'm with you but if you only knew what they were dealing with, you would know that that's not as big a deal right now. It is a deal, and they need to fix it. But this is what they're dealing with right now. And it's amazing how God, God doesn't require you to do everything right now, but just to continue to be faithful. And as you continue to be faithful, he will continue to pick off every one of those enemies in your life one at a time. And maybe that's your encouragement for today. Maybe you look at your life. And you feel like sometimes you've got 99 issues. Maybe some of them are, are lingering sins. Maybe some of them are fears. Maybe some of them are family issues or financial issues. And You want God to fix all of them right now. And he can definitely do that. But do you know one thing he often does? Is he grows us one victory at a time. But the important thing is, is verse 18. Don't be afraid. Remember what the Lord your God did in, to Pharaoh and to all the land of Egypt. Remember how great he is. Don't be afraid. He is a great and awesome God. And that may not be the encouragement you want to hear today, <laughs> but it's true. And that is that if you will keep following God and you'll pick whatever that biggest battle is that you need to work through and go, okay, I can't fix everything, but right now I'm going to work on my attitude. <laughs> I'm going to work on that pornography issue I've got. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to trust God in that issue. And yes, I need to get better at these other things. But God, can I just fix this one right now? And you know what will happen? Is that God will give you victory in that area if you're willing to take the next steps. And then when you do, you work on the next one. You work on the next one. And what's going to happen is that you are going to grow in righteousness. And as you do that, your enemies will slowly bow one at a time until Jesus is Lord of all. And that's the goal, right? Let's pray together and we'll be done for today. Father, thank you so much that you are for us and that you are with us in all things. I'm thankful, Lord, that you see us more than we can imagine. And that I love that it said that you didn't choose the nation of Israel because they were more numerous or whatever, but because you loved them. I pray that everyone who is a part of this Bible breakdown today will realize that the number one thing that they can put their hope in is that you love them. And because you love them, anything is possible. We thank you for that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Don't forget, Deuteronomy chapter 30 says, Today I have given you the choice between life and death. Choose life. 
You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying Him, and committing yourself firmly to Him. My prayer is that you will choose that life today, and it will make all the difference. I'll see you tomorrow for Deuteronomy chapter 8.